You have 24 Minutes, the podcast from 24-Hour Nation. My name is Randall White. The night is refuge. The night is acceptance. The night is a creative incubator, especially for those in marginalized communities. In this episode of 24 Minutes, we speak with the president of Montreal, Vancouver, Vancouver's Night Council a well-regarded nightlife and nighttime economy advocacy organization in Quebec. She is also co-founder and director of Studio ZX, which is empowering a new generation of nightlife artists from Montreal. Meet Vicky. I founded Studio ZX with my sister three years ago because we felt like it lacked lucrative and safe opportunities for the nightlife and queer artists in the underground scene in Montreal. As uh, historically, uh, the Quebecois culture has been intertwined with Christianity for a long time and nighttime was seen as something that is really, really taboo. So it's been hard to talk about those things and just shed light on the nighttime and, you know, the less knowledge shared, the weaker the community and the weaker the economy within uh, the communities is. So basically, we wanted to uh, seize the opportunity of showcasing those stars outside of the nightlife, outside of the clubs, say in festivals and corporate events where they really have something brilliant, new, fresh to bring to the table. And they are truly professionals and stars. And it's not about, it's not because we don't talk about them in media that they're not stars. And that's the work, the work we've been putting in and empowering a new generation of artists that are, uh, to our own opinion, cultural uh, pioneers. Well, give, give me an example of someone that you have basically plucked out of the night culture, the quote, underground night culture scene in Montreal and placed out there in a way that has helped further your brand? Uh, So in 2022, we worked with the Female and Finance Association uh, on a corporate event. It was their yearly gala. So basically what we did for them, one of the things we did is we actually booked a drag queen to co-host that gala in front of a lot of business people that may, uh, from the start, may have seen a bit narrow-minded or just not in that scene overall. And so we seized that opportunity to bring that talent forward. Turns out that talent also won uh, last year's uh, Canada's Drag Race uh, competition. So we do have a flair for big stars. Uh, Yesterday, two drag queens that we've been working with have been announced on the new season of Drag Race Canada as well. So it's just, we have a great flair for stars and for talent. And it's just speaking with clients and finding ways to showcase, you know, diversity and inclusivity in a new, in a new light through our, you know, uh, creative value added. And when you say you work with them, mm-hmm. what do you do? You help polish their act or do you basically, you scout out talent and, and then advance them and promote them? What do you mean it, by work with them? Yeah, it, it truly depends on uh, the opportunities. So of course, we have uh, gigs like this one for the gala that is more uh, in the booking realm. 
but what we mainly do, we love to build characters. So the way we see it is nighttime performers are basically nightlife mascots. Uh, they're going to be the center of attraction. They know how to deal with a lot of people. If you know how to deal with drunk people in a club, you know how to deal with people and with crowds. So we like <laughs> another build... lesson from the night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And what we like to do is building characters. What I mean by that is one of our main services or what sells the most, I guess, within our, our business is uh, crowd animation. Like we build characters, we build costumes, wigs, we have makeup designers, a great art direction team where we basically, when we take drag queens and we dress them up and they never get to have that because they're always self-sustained. They're always, you know, uh, self-sufficient as a lot of queer and marginalized uh, people are. And we just give them this context, build a character and go out there, be a star, get paid, get valued, go home. Well, and this That's is one reason I think you have some very impressive clients, even from those of us in the States know about Zoo Fest, mm -hmm. a very popular annual alternative performing arts festival in Montreal, but also Cirque du Soleil. Everybody in the States knows about Cirque du Soleil. They're certainly a popular producer and in places everywhere from Las Vegas to Frisco, Texas. So tell us a little bit about how you have worked with Zoo Fest and Cirque du Soleil. What we bring to the table to those clients, we bring the spice. Like they need something fresh, they need something new, they need something cool, they need the unseen. And the way we do it is we see talent, we add value through creativity, uh, through production, through you know business relationships, and we empower to do their best. And what we bring to the table truly with them is just a fresh take, a uh, sense of novelty within the industry. And especially when you look at the festivals industry or just the large entertainment industry, it's always the same suspects. It's always, you know, the the most popular musical artist or most popular performance artist. We bring flavor that is true to the underground, as well as those talents that have been shaping the underground for the past, you know, 30 years in Montreal. It, and you say Studio ZX? ZX, yeah. ZX. It's for, it stands for Studio Zeitgeist Exploration. Ah. Zeitgeist meaning like uh, l'air du temps. I only have it in French. It's a German word. The here and now. It's the studio where we explore the here and now. Well, it, it's and is this a nonprofit organization or is this a for-profit? It is a nonprofit. Basically, the way we work is we um, we develop B2B gigs to allow funds for community work and uh, home productions that are truer to our artistic signature and our sociopolitical approach within our art pieces. This enables you then also to solicit grants from the government and additional funding that might not be available to you if you are a commercial enterprise or for-profit enterprise, correct? Yeah, definitely. Though, um, since the law um, that dictates the status for professional artists do does exclude burlesque, drag, DJing, most of the time electronic music as well, it's really hard for individual artists to actually get grants if they're nightlife performing artists. So, that unlike, so unlike places like in Germany, where the nightlife culture does have culture status with opera and ballet, etc. Yes, it truly is. And I feel like it's been kind of limiting a lot of the opportunities that are out there for 
artists for nightlife artists meaning that when you're if you're doing theater if you're doing music acoustic music if you're doing dance you have opportunities to work on your craft uh, that is outside of the market basically you can have access to grants you can go to school but when you look at drag when you look at burlesque when you look at go-go dancing at pole dancing the only opportunity you have to practice your art is on the market. It is whilst being paid. And what that does, it there's a lot of artists that have no clue what their rights are, what the market is like, and they're just pitched in because they want to create. And that's, that is a big problem. And that's where we come in as a nonprofit, where we can um, have an angle that is more about you know, a live art piece, but can afford space for underground practices that wouldn't be able to directly go fund themselves at a government or any arts council. That's beautiful. And so what's next for the studio? What 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 you have up your sleeve? You're going to make something incredible happen. I just have this feeling. Thank you, Randall. There's a lot coming up. We're, we're in a space where we do want to have more impact in our community. We're talking about creating programs that can aid young artists to professionalize themselves. We actually just sent out a grant submission a couple of weeks ago to fund that specific program. We just want to invest more in our community. We've been a lot working on our B2B aspect and building a name and at the same time building talents network. Uh, But now we have a community, we're starting to have a name, and now we want to have impact. So that's one side of it. And just creating more pieces that are aligned with our values. Uh, By pieces, I mean, we produced uh, our first cabaret uh, this summer, our first like home produced cabaret uh, in which we presented with uh, Les Jardins Gamelins and the village uh, in Montreal outside. And this is a true, um, it's a trans storyline. It's a queer storyline. It's called Cabaret Loisis. And the Oasis is a metaphor for a safer space for marginalized and queer communities within a very hostile and gray world. Uh, So these are the kind of pieces we want to dive into and truly find a way to evolve thoughts through experience. More power to you in that. We need more of that in this world. I want to shift our conversation a little bit to Montreal Fancast, or as some in the States might say, Montreal 2424. Um, and uh, and our dear friend, Mathieu Grandin, uh, this is the nighttime advocacy nonprofit organization that's established in Montreal. It's a very regarded uh, internationally for its work in elevating the whole topic of the nighttime economy from Montreal and trying to get it embraced more by government officials, etc. cetera. Uh, you are in a particular leadership role with uh, Montreal Van Cal. I want you to, first of all, tell us about the organization from your perspective. Yeah, I find, I find myself, I do have a different perspective as our Studio ZX is directly impacted by the actions and uh, I get political moves that Maria Vanka Vanka bring forward. So the way I see Maria Vanka Vanka is truly a trailblazer and a pioneer. They run so we could walk and they do have an approach that is truly top down policies first, work on the system, work on the policies, relationships with politicians, elected officials. So it's really, they're targeting the higher, higher top just so it can with time, patience, love, and community, 
trickled down to organizations like Studio ZX. So they started a discussion and they shed lights on the nighttime. They opened the Taboo's Pandora's box, if I can put it that way. And just, I see more and more uh, initiatives uh, that are more grassroots and community and individual oriented, uh, namely Phantom and Voulez-vous Production uh, that are bringing forward truly beautiful initiatives that are there to support, empower, structure uh, the life of, uh, you know, the nighttime workers and party goers and nightlife artists as well. And one of the things that uh, Matthew did was create a night council um, of representatives from around Montreal and various disciplines. And you serve as... I serve as the president of that. Uh, president of the Night Council. So tell us about your role there on that Night Council and what the Night Council is doing and its potential yeah, for absolutely. the nighttime economy. Yeah, definitely. Let me start by the Night Council itself. So it's a fairly new structure. We're uh, verging on three years. Basically, the Night Council is a citizen consent consultation committee. Um, there, In no way, there is no executive uh, power, though, uh, with time, we are more and more uh, seen maybe, as I can put it, like a Jiminy Cricket collective. <laughs> where, <laughs> That's perfect. Where, where Montreal 24 good consciousness, uh, if I can put it that way. As we are 12 people from the nighttime uh, economy, ranging from, you know, sex work, uh, you know, um, de-escalation, you know, venue owners, label owners, party organizers, DJs. So there's really a great diversity of profile uh, within the Nine Council. Uh, and all 12 of us right now are piloting a study that is uh, focusing on the lived experience and emotional labor regarding uh, the people that are in relationship of a transaction, so basically service workers within the nightlife uh, economy. So basically where we are, we represent Montreal and its citizens, and we are a uh, way in within Montreal 2424 as we are one of the people. We are the people, and we don't, by any means, we don't think we represent all of them, but we are a great way in for uh, anybody that wants to get in contact with Montreal Banquet Banquet and wants to bring forward, uh, you know, projects and and policies and stuff like that. Well, it seems to me like this was a very politically smart thing to do as well, because you also represent different geographic areas in Montreal, correct? And so there might be elected officials also from those areas, and you can serve kind of as a conduit there. Or do you have any interaction with elected officials yourself? I do have uh, interactions with elected officials, uh, and I do wear a couple hats, uh, being with the Montreal Vincat Vincat hat, the Studio ZX hat, but also a trans slash queer advocate hat, and just uh, you know a party goers, a party goer that wants to, you know, enjoy my time. So I've had the privilege of meeting with people from the uh, economical development of. Um, from the commercial development in the village, uh, as well as elected officials in my uh, circonscription. And we've had great conversations, honestly, and I've been just so privileged to have these conversations with these people that truly, even though some processes may take time, they do have nighttime at heart and shedding the light on the nighttime has been 
a long, long work, but I can see the effects coming in and a lot of work has been put in uh, through time. Yeah. In your role, what have you learned in as this night council president and working with these other diverse folks? Yeah, you have got to come together on some kind of common thread, mm-hmm. even though you have very different agendas. What have you learned that you could communicate to other people in other cities around the world who are going, ooh, this sounds like a good idea. We need to do this. How would that work? What what's the value of that? What would you tell them? Build a community, be vocal, be verbal, talk about it. And like, I have, you know, more than 10 years history, even though I'm fairly young, I'm 26. I have like 12 years of history within the nightlife. And I've never felt so passionate and politicized regarding the nightlife until I met all the people on the night council. It is crazy the amount of information, passion, knowledge sharing that is possible when you come together with the same fire to make things change. So what I would say is build community, look around you, talk about it, and also make friends with elected officials and people and government workers. Uh, I feel like, yes, it's super easy to get mad in some way and feel like uh, government can be a bit stagnant regarding nighttime, but we have to understand that these are huge, heavy structures and you have to jump through hoops. And if you're sweet and friendly while doing so, it's going to be much more easier, uh, in my own opinion. Okay. Well, uh, you mentioned that you mentioned yourself and how long you've been working in the space. Let's talk about you for a little bit. What what was your path? You're 26. I had no idea. What was your path that led you to being where you are today? When I was 14, I went to my first outdoor rave. When I was 15, I started selling MDMA and those said raves. Then I started working in kitchen and just the overall restaurant industry. So then it was more like wine bars and then coming into my queerness. It was performance art driven queer events. And all of this kind of gathered for me a sense of a, a big picture that is not hyper precise on what the nightlife is. But I also started to perform. So I performed as a drag artist. I did a bit of burlesque and a bit of circus as well. And within those times, I was so, so, so hoping to be discovered, yet it never happened. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I want to discover people. I want to generate and create those opportunities that I wish I had at the time. Uh, So that's kind of where it all started with Studios at X. We wanted to open a club at first. Uh, We threw our first uh, MVS event, Minimal Viable Show event, just to see if the market was open to it. And that was two weeks before COVID. So we did have to pivot. And, you know, we it boiled down to the essence, which is the artists and the talents and the stars that are everywhere in Montreal. And something we like to say uh, at Studios at X is a star is only a distant light before it's discovered. And mm. that's what we've been doing. I am speaking with Vicky. Uh, yes, uh, it's me. They are co-founder and director of Studios at X, uh, also president of the Night Council for Montreal in Montreal. I've got a whole slew of links I'll add to this uh, post where the podcast episode goes up. You've, you have made it clear that as a society, we must protect trans kids. And by extension, the trans community. I agree. And I feel sorry for those places that do not do that. I live in one of those places. When it comes to protecting the trans community, how is the nighttime space and the nighttime economy helpful? First of all, trans kids are just kids. 
and trans kids become trans people. And by protecting trans kids, we're just fostering a healthier uh, society, just in general. I want to make that clear. As I've talked before, where the nighttime economy, culture, spaces play along, they've been a space where we hide taboo, where we gather when we build community. It might seem not as relatable to a lot of people who have the care and support of their family, their biological family, but the chosen family uh, phenomenon uh, that happened a lot within the nightlife for trans and queer people has been a real thing. And I think I've seen a lot of queer spaces and queer events that are how I like to put it, I've been cisgender gentrified um, with a lot of, you know, cis heteronormative people coming into queer spaces. I'm not saying don't come into queer spaces. I'm saying be mindful of how you come into queer spaces because this is not your home because everywhere else is. We foster and build community. We foster and build families. We foster and build spaces because we need it to survive. So I think allowing space, supporting, allying is how we can help the trans community just in general. And the nighttime will always be a safe haven for trans people. So leave us be. And when, if you come, when you come, be mindful. All right. And um, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about Studios at X. We talked about Montreal and Cat Mount Cat. We talked about the role that you are having as an advocate for the trans community and trans people. But ultimately, of all the bundle of conversation we've had, I want to give you the final word, Vicky, and allow that final word to be in French as a message to those folks who do speak French, not only in Quebec, but also in Europe and elsewhere in the world. What do you want to tell them about what we've talked about? Alors, ma gang de malades, euh, avec Studios c'est vraiment juste le début. Euh, J'ai envie de mettre ça au clair avec tout le monde qui nous ont accompagnés depuis le début, autant les artistes, les talents. Je pense aussi à nos clients, nos partenaires, notamment le développement économique de l'arrondissement Ville-Marie, la SDC du village, qui croient en nous et qui nous supportent. Euh, je tiens à vous dire merci. Puis aux gens de ma communauté, que vous soyez queer, que vous soyez trans, venez me voir. Euh, moi, ça va me faire plaisir de vous aider. J'ai envie de pouvoir afford plus de temps pour vous aider, pour vous empower, euh, pour vous aider à grandir. Fait n'hésitez pas à venir me voir euh, sur Instagram à MissVickyLeaks, euh, puis on va pouvoir se prendre un temps pour jaser. Much love. The nighttime belongs to everyone. 24-Hour Nation encourages all nightlife and underground artists to lift their voices and increase their profiles in the light of day. Be seen, be heard. This has been Season 2, Episode 26 of 24 Minutes from 24-Hour Nation. Visit us online at 24hournation.com and follow us on social media at 24-Hour Nation. My name is Randall White.